For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show based out of here in Phoenix, Arizona. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and as always with me is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He, as I like to say, not only played professional baseball, but he is also a man that was in the trenches. He didn't play offensive line, but, I mean, he got dirty there. He was a he was a tight end, so played professional uh, football as well, so a veteran of the NFL, also was over there in NFL Europe, and also played in the XFL. That is a fun little fact about Mr. Ed Smith. What is good, sir? Hey, man, six and three, Arizona Cardinals. What's going on in the world? Man, so we definitely going to get into this. It's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm not I'm not about to be the dude that's going to be the, uh, to call it half empty, but I'm not necessarily <laughs> going to call it half full. We'll just see how we talk about that. We'll see how it goes with that. So definitely, so what we do every week, uh, we we talk about the, not only the week that was, but some of the, the, uh, the, the talking points that came as a result of the game. And uh, then we get into what to expect from, you know, discuss what we think is uh, are the the important things about the upcoming week's matchup. This week, the Cardinals will be heading to Seattle for a Thursday game for the to to take on the Seattle Seahawks. So it's interesting how that's going to go down. So we're definitely going to recap that amazing that amazing end to the game. I want to talk, uh, get Ed's thoughts about some of Kyler Murray's statistics. And this is, it's been a little while since I got into my, to my stat bag. I'm going to jump in the stat bag a little bit today, uh, to today, Ed. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, We're going to talk about the, the defense and, and I want to get your thoughts. Is it half empty, half full when it comes to the defense and the way that they performed or maybe a different way of looking at them? And then, of course, want to look at uh, look ahead to the to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, is Russell Wilson doing too much? Is he doing too much? Is there there was this rapper uh, named Razkaz that had a song which he which he had a line that said doing faux much doing so much I don't know if he's doing he's <laughs> doing a little bit too much. So we'll talk about that in that wonderful staunch stout defense and of course i'm being tongue firmly implanted in cheek when it comes to the seattle seahawks seattle seahawks defense so before we get started the nfl is in full swing 
You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I was looking at the actually looking at that that line for the uh, for the Cardinals game, and the Cardinals are actually uh, they're not favored, so Seattle is still favored. The that mystique I think is gone when it comes to uh, because especially with no fans being there, so I don't know how much cachet that that carries. But so from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll it down to you. Um, the last three of the last uh, the last three games for the Arizona Cardinals have all come down to three points or less, whether it was a win or whether it was a loss. The Arizona Cardinals, they came out on top of the Buffalo Bills to uh, it's a three way tie on t- atop the uh, the NFC West with the Rams, the Seahawks and the Arizona Cardinals. Who would have thought they are sixth, sevenths of the way to the prediction that I had for their total <laughs> for the season. I said seven wins is what I was is what I was projecting. Uh, so they'll definitely make me eat crow on that, and that's all good. I do not mind that at all. It was it's interesting to to the way in which this game played out. I'm gonna throw some numbers at you. There was a uh, we'll start backwards and work our way forwards, or kind of go from there. The 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 last play of the game, the, the Cardinals are down. They had, they get the ball with what I think it was 30 some seconds left. They, they start that drive. They're going down. It's the last play of the game. And Kyler Murray it rolls out to his left. And then as he's, as he's getting ready to fall out of bounds, he chucks it all deep into the end zone. And Deandre Hopkins it's, a, it's as if he was that, uh, what is it, that reaching up from the, from the grave, so to speak, when he just grabbed the ball with both hands and comes down and it's a, it's, it's a game winner. There were only one or two seconds left on the clock. Uh, and I know you've heard it at nauseum instead of being called the hell Mary being call, called the hell Murray. Um, excellent, excellent poise in terms of it was that the, the pass was really on point. Uh, the, he put it high and that's what you got to do with those hell Mary passes. Uh, and, and Deandre Hopkins did the, the toughest thing in the world to try to stay focused to stay, can stay, stay, stay calm enough to be able to not only catch that ball, but come down with it. Your thoughts on that play? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. A, a great play like that, it's usually one person makes the spectacular play as the catch or the throw. In this instance, man, it was, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time breaking down who was the better of that combo. The uh, Murray escape right. to his left, and then the ability to throw the ball that accurately uh, going away from your body, you know, basically, you know, running to your left and having to get your shoulders squared and get it down to mm-hmm. the goal line or at least in that area. And then the catch, you yeah. know, over defenders who, if, if you ask me, I think if Buffalo had to do all over again, you take six or seven of your guys and you put them back there on the end of the, or the, you know, the front of the goal line yeah. because you know where the Cardinals have to get. You know, they want to take another dink or dunk or so be it, but. You got to protect the goal line a little better. But like I said, great plays on both sides from Murray and from DeAndre Hopkins. The question that, you know, we, we here always have to be the devil's advocate, right, Jay? Right, yes, right, sir. Jay? Yes, sir. So what if 
that pass wasn't completed. Mm. Think about the different feel and how how close we are to fans being just totally like elated to badgering the the Cardinals if they would have you know gave up that last touchdown to Buffalo and not made that spectacular play. That's just a reminder how close we are every game, every week to, like you said, glass half, glass half empty or full or elation and what's, you know, the opposite of elation, just total, everybody bummed out like the world was falling, you know? Right, right. Um, along those lines, when you mentioned that, that's something interesting because I, I put in our little show notes here. Again, when in, with each of the last three games being decided by three points or less, there's no, there's really, it really comes down to no margin for error when when you look at it. Does it, and I wanted to ask you, and I, I want to again give some some of the uh, the the props to to Kyler, and it's it's props, but it's also something that just it raises a little concern for me, and I'll tell you why when we get to it. But does this make put too much pressure on the offense to be perfect, given the kind of the up and down nature of the defensive side of the ball? You know, Jay, in, in the NFL, wins are wins. Okay. If you, if you look at, you know, we just started off with our great sponsor with the bet, you know, the, was a bet online. Betonline.ag. And what do they do? They set, they set uh, margins for these. They set the lines, right? Yes, yes. Very rarely do you see 14 and a half, which uh, <laughs> right. the, the Green Bay Packers were last year, last week against the Jaguars. And what happened? Jaguars gave them everything they could handle, right? Yes, sir. Before, sir. We were in this game, you're talking about one point, you know, one and a half point spreads, you know, three. If you get the four and four and a half, you're like, wow, they expect them to blow him out. <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. and that's, I mean, so, you know, you have to look at it in context. You could be winning these close games or losing these close games in the NFL. Very rarely are you going to get those blowouts like the Cleveland Browns just come out there and lay down like a dog, you know, that type of thing. Right. In the NFL, man, when you win, these are the games that you look back and your season is a great season because of those close wins or it's a disappointing season because you didn't get some of those. But there's no such thing as too close for comfort in the NFL. Every week, like I said, you'd be, if, you, if it was a way to win a game by half a point, huh. you, know, you, buy, you, take, you take it. And to your point, to your point there, if I'm going to betonline.ag and I'm looking at these this uh, upcoming games for week 11, the biggest spread that they have is uh, Pittsburgh minus 10. And so when we're talking about that Arizona Cardinals game, that's a minus three. So in essence, that's a that's it's like a push, right? Since yeah. The, yeah. So well, it is always recommended that the home team gets three points just for being at home. Right. So you know that's how some how close some of these games are. So let I'm going to throw some numbers at you, and I just want to get your thoughts. And I'm going to leave these the last two uh, numbers for uh, for last. So Kyler Murray, when it comes to passing yards, he's 13th in the NFL. Uh, with 2,375 yards with TDs. And so there's a distinction here. So for passing touchdowns, he's tied for 11th at 17. Rushing touchdowns, he's second at 10. So a total of 27 touchdowns for passing and rushing. Now, out of the, out of the, the, uh, he has 66% of all of the rushing touchdowns for the Arizona Cardinals. So I'll say that again. He has 66% of all the rushing touchdowns for the Arizona Cardinals. He has 10 and the rest of the team has five. So 27 of 32 uh, of all the offensive touchdowns he's responsible for. So that's 84%. Now, 
I, I totally admit that I could be putting too much on it, but in, in the fact that he is so dynamic is great because not only can he kill you with his arm, but also with, with his feet. So that's wonderful. But is that way too much of a disparity or is it just too early? Everything will kind of regress to the mean and there, and you know, things will start to pick up. King and Drake had a hundred yard rushing day. That type of stuff will even itself out. Well, as far as Murray goes with his, his stats, you're kind of, there's a reason why it's called a dual threat quarterback. Yes, sir. Because he has that ability to kill you with his legs and his arm. Uh, I think it's a nice balance with him right now. I don't, one, he's not taking a lot of huge hits out there. He's smart enough to know when it's time to get down on his butt, slide. Uh, you know, you look at what they're doing over in Baltimore. They're, they're in a tizzy right now simply because Lamar's passing game isn't progressing to match his running game. And then teams, what they're doing, they're just trying to stack the box and try to corral him. So when he doesn't run as much, he can't beat you with the arm right now. Kyler is the exact opposite. In any week, either week, you know, he might have 100 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. But then we've seen him with those weeks where he didn't have a touchdown and he had three in the air, you know. So, like I said, he's the epitome of what you want these young quarterbacks to be as far as, you know, I guess the bringing in of the new era of QBing in the league. Uh, you know, we're, I'm not saying we're ever going to get all the way away from your, uh, you know, Brady's and, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's and, you know, Pete Manning's, you know, those type of dudes. Yeah. We'll always have a place for those guys in this league. But we're leaning more towards what Kyler is. And that's, I think, why when you hear people talking about a young quarterback who is like, he's like transcendent right now. Man, I mean, sometimes I'm like, whoa, let's, Let's slow it up a little bit. You know, yeah, yeah. can't put the grid, the gold jacket on him yet, and he's got a long way to go. But it's amazing how across the country, I mean, he's become a phenomenon, and that's because of you know, the ability to use his legs. You watch him, Jay. It's like, you know, it looks like when he's running, it's like somebody turns up the, the, the speed, and mm-hmm. his little legs are just kicking and just kicking and kicking. And I mean, it's unbelievable, man. Yes, sir. So, you know, as far as everything else, when you have a weapon like him and he – using that talent smartly, I mean, he, you can't hold that back. He is going to be our number one rushing option, and he's shown it to that point. It's unbelievable to watch him go. Yeah, so, again, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So I want to get your thoughts on uh, – let's let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, your thoughts on the defense. So the defense, of course, the, the game ended 32-30. Um, there was that – once we we had Earl, we had Casual E Earl Burnett, uh, who has the Believe in the Suns uh, podcast here on the Believe Network, but also is uh, is the editor in chief and founder at, at KSRNAZ.com. and so we also do another podcast with him as well. And so he is he has been really on top of the fact, or really really focusing on the fact that Patrick Peterson seems to have lost a step. I watched I watched in the game on Sunday. And I can't, I can't argue with the fact, the fact that I think he has lost a step. There were a couple of times that I think that he was, that even he was frustrated, or maybe just starting to come to grips with the fact that he's, that he's not what he once was. He might be ninety percent of what he once was, or eighty-five, whatever it is. But there, but I think he has lost a step. So I want you to talk about that, but also your thoughts on the defense. They only gave up seven points in that fourth quarter when it was when it was key to for them to be. You know, if they had given up ten, then this game is over. But your thoughts on Patrick Peterson, and also the way the defense played uh, in the game. 
Well, you know, I'll hit you up. I'll do the uh, the defense first. Uh, defense, they did just enough to win this game, bro. They they kept Josh Allen pretty much contained. I know he had that one reception for a touchdown. That was a real well-designed play. Yeah. Uh, he only threw for 284 yards, uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah. We'll get to PP in a, in a second here, but those two interceptions were huge. Those are the ones that stopped their drives, get us back on the field, uh, you know, run-wise, I think, you know, we, we held them in check for the most part, and it was pretty much a balanced attack. We we still didn't remember how last week we were thinking, well, they're going to just go after uh, uh, Tua, and we didn't. I still I saw kind of a half-aggressive game plan in terms of trying to get after uh, Josh, but at the same time, maybe they just saw something they didn't like in terms because that's, that's, just, that's a big dude. He's a big, strong dude. Right. And I saw a couple times where they tried to get after him, didn't get him down. And he he can get the ball down the field. So maybe that was a concern for them, why they didn't come at him from all angles. As far as PP, man, you get to a point, all, all of us get to a point in our career and life where we don't have that extra burst anymore. We might now be only as good as the man standing next to us instead of the, right. the man on the field. Right. And in some instances, especially for someone like a cornerback, you know, a lot of ego, a lot of, uh, you know, well-deserved, you know, uh, uh, the, the focus. And uh, it's, it's hard for those dudes sometimes to realize, you know, they're not on an island anymore. You know, remember Rebus Island. And, and it, when, I, it, when, it, when he dropped off, he dropped yeah. off fast. And, you know, we're not saying PP is, you know, falling fast, but I'm sure he's out there watching some of these wide receivers run by him, uh, times when he used to be able to keep up and then, you know, even strength-wise, man, some of these wide receivers he's facing now, right. uh, you know, m- bigger, faster, stronger. So the key with someone like uh, Patrick Peterson at this stage of his career, you have to start relying more on your smarts and your ability and your recognition more than you do your actual talents physically. You know, mm-hmm. you look at some of those guys, and there's been some cornerbacks, especially since we're talking about that position, who eventually what they do, Man, I don't have a speed anymore, but I know this field like the back of my hand. They turn him into a safety. Hey, along cover. those lines, I was thinking of who was it? It was uh, he played on uh, the Steelers. It was it wasn't a Woodson? It was um, gosh, I forget his name. He was he was a good cornerback, and then he transitioned. He had a really uh, extended his career when he went to <clears throat> when he went to uh, when he went to safety, and this was years ago. Yeah, I'm trying to think because there's a couple of examples, and I think like Green Bay has done that before in the Raiders. Yes. They've all and and obviously Pittsburgh. They've always had cornerbacks who eventually transition and like I said and, and there's no shame in that you know you realize you're not the fastest kid on the block anymore but you still have that talent to roam the back of that defense so and and I'm not saying it's time to move Patrick Peterson to safety but I'm sure he's starting to realize it just like you know anybody who's watching him day in and day out kind of see that the old line starting to little, get a little gray around the beard you know <laughs> yeah. and then what happens eventually you know, you fast forward a year or two down the line, Jay, all of a sudden the other team really starts to notice it. And then what do they do? They start yeah. attacking him rather yeah. than look out in San Fran with, um, uh, well, it used to be in Seattle. Yeah. I know uh, my man. I know what you're talking about. He's yeah. hurt right now. Yeah. 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 You. But at one time he was the most feared dude. And, and now man, you, you put game plans together to go after him. I'm not saying PP's in that spot yet, but you know, yeah. That all we all we all have to face father time at some point. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's transition to look at this matchup a little bit. 
um, going into, did you, uh, when you were in the league, did you ever play Thursday games? Yes. I forget how long Thursday games have been around I don't, I yeah. when, when they really started to play them. But so what is that like, that quick turnaround? I always hear about it, but what's that turnaround like? So, and, and what is that when you're with the body and the preparation and all that stuff, what's the turnaround like? Well, for football players, man, you know, creatures of habit. You, the pain is on Mondays. You finish up a Sunday game. You know, Monday is that pain day. You, you know, get your treatment, get your massages, stuff like that. Tuesday's your off day. And Wednesday, you're kind of rolling back into it, getting ready to get ready for the week, right? That hmm. Thursday game, by the time you get to Wednesday, that's travel day and game time's tomorrow. So you're subtracting three whole days of not just mental prep, but the physical is, is – and that's why, you know – I was always against the Thursday games, you know, being experienced them, man, there is, there, there is no, it's basically, you know, you're just in a car accident on Sunday and instead of having a week to prepare, you get right back in that car, man, and go right into another wall on Thursday. And that's, you know, after you're done with that Thursday game, the only thing you can think in your mind is thank God I got Sunday until the following off, you get a little few days to kind of recuperate. Right. Uh, you know, it's almost like a, another mini bye week. But man, prepping for that Thursday game is is in a, in a lot of instances, Jay, with the quick turnaround, it's not even enough time to put a full, uh, total new game plan in. You have to kind of pare it, even pare that down because you just don't have enough time to rep it and both mentally and physically uh, before it's time to get on the field on Thursday. So let's get into look at a little bit at the at the Seahawks before we start to really compare the the Cardinals. We know that the Cardinals beat the Seahawks when they came into uh, State Farm Stadium a couple of weeks back, and so the the Seahawks is interesting. Again, the tale of two two uh, units. The Seahawks offensively they uh, score thirty two point two points a game. They give up twenty nine point six. That puts them at about twenty eighth when it comes to points against. Um, but if you watch that defense, you just know, I mean, that's not being in the 20s or, or being towards the, the the bottom of the league when it comes to defensive statistics is not something that the Seahawks uh, are known for. And so this is definitely an odd place for them. But it's all, this is why I asked earlier, do you think that Russell Wilson is doing too much in the beginning of the year? And this always happens with with media. Somebody gets two touchdowns in the first week. He is the he's the head in in the lead for MVP after week one. Really, come on, man. Let it let it shake out. Let's get a larger sample size. But what you've seen is that is it looks like because we know that they really can't run the ball that Russell Wilson has to do everything. And so that the need to be perfect or not to not even be perfect, but to make those big plays and to keep cooking Russ, do you think he's doing a little bit too much right now? And that, and that's leading to some of these, a lot of these interceptions that you're seeing from him. He's definitely pressing man. And that's the the primary reason is because he knows what's on the other side of the ball. (laughs) That's that, that does. Okay. So does that happen? Have you been on teams where you say, Damn, because you're 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 on the offensive side of the ball, and you know, oh, we didn't score. We let we sent in. I don't want to. I don't want to let you put nobody on the on on, on blast. But you're saying so and oh man, the defense got to go back out there. This is all bad. You tried to keep it uniform, but when it's that blatant, sometimes you. I mean, think about this, bro. I was watching that Chicago Bear Minnesota game last night, yeah, and if you're yeah. a Chicago defense, you're like, bro. I mean, what do we got to do? I mean, they, I was I was on the way home today, picked my little dude up, and we were joking. I said, "Man, be Chicago. All you gotta do is put fourteen to seventeen on the board, and you can call that a wrap. That's a win." Right, right. And when you know, and it, it does. There's a lot, and those split locker rooms are the ones where 
the fingers start getting pointed. And I think Russell, Russell's too classy a dude to do that. He's that sometimes he's a little too corporate for me, but so he would never come out and say, well, but right. man, in his mind, golly, you can look at what they've done defensively. And every week, you know, it's like an addict trying to make you a deal. Look, man. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, I finally learned my lesson. I hit rock bottom and I ain't going to do it no more. <laughs> and in the back, because the defense is like, hey, man, this is the week. We're going to step it up. We're going to get out there. In the back of your mind, you're like, hey, you, what was it? Uh, um, on the Chappelle show with old dude, uh, Craighead. I mean, it's like, you just know what's coming. <laughs> I mean, Tyrone, Tyrone Biggum. I mean, Biggs, Tyrone yeah. Biggum. Every time you're like, yeah, okay, this is going to be a week, right? You know? And so for him, he's got to go out there and he knows. Late in the game, like you, you can see the flow of the game sometimes. There's, they score. Now we got to score. So we score. They score again. Doggone it. So, and then, <laughs> then you don't score. Now you're playing catch up. And it's like, well, I got to score and score again. And because they're going to score again. It's like, right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's interesting. So let's, so now let's, let's take it a step further. So let's break that down then. So how do you see this one playing out? There's there, the 12, 12s are not going to be in the stand. So we know that. So it's going to be very quiet uh, in Seattle. The the Cardinals they they know that they've won. They they got to be feeling themselves a little bit. This is we it's it's been not not only us talking about it, you and I and, and Earl and all that stuff, but we also talk Absolutely. about it with nationally in terms of it's the the Cardinals seem to play up to their competition and down to and down to their competition as well, depending on the caliber of that competition. It seems so. How do you see this one playing out? Do you see the do you see the Cardinals putting up some more points or being able to again maybe have a part two to their to their defensive performance against Russ, even though that came down to what, a 34-31 game. But do you see them being able to to have uh, another great defensive performance when it comes to Ru- to Russell Wilson? You know, this is this is one of those tough ones, man. You know, the the Seahawks at some point you gotta use that old quote, they are who we thought they were. You know, yeah, yeah. and at this point, uh, whether it's lack of talent or maybe they just lost the edge out there, you have to say that Pete Carroll has lost his defensive, I guess, touch. Okay. Because that was his always been kind of his specialty to a certain degree. They look future defensively, so I'm not I'm not expecting him to come out and all of a sudden show me something that we haven't seen all year. At the same time, this is the house of Seattle. You know, it's going to be a tough game going up there to get one. And after what we've done the last couple of weeks, you know, shut my mouth up. Yeah, right. Same time, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking with my heart. I'm thinking with my brain. And my brain, man, right now is just twisted and conflicted. <laughs> yeah, I hear so you. So, I'm, you know, and it's only Tuesday now. I mean, I'm really, right now, I'm thinking one or two point game either way. And this is going to be one of them rare weeks. Jay, where I'm holding off my true prediction, so I have a little more time to think about this one because I don't want to say something foolish now. Yeah, and then you know, all of a sudden at the end of the week, I'm flip flopping because this is one of those until we get the s- Sunday morning and I get all the you know my fantasy football in with the injury updates and who's this and that. I don't know. Like I said yeah. so. You know, I'm, I'm leaning toward. I will say I'm leaning toward the Cardinals just because they're trending in the upper direction and. That Seattle defense doesn't look like it's gonna stop stop a runny nose right now. So I'm gonna leave it right there. I have faith in the Cardinals, but I also have trepidation in terms of making that ultimate pick because I just don't know. 
Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see if if the the Cardinals end up. I mean, what do we have? Uh, Corey Peters went down with an injury. If they well, here's the interesting thing. I would say maybe they take advantage of it when it comes to the run if they're Seattle, but Seattle won't do it. They yeah, they can't because they that's what they do is they just pass and pass and, I, and pass. I have to correct myself. I forgot Thursday. that it's a Thursday game, which yes, means sir. even less prep and quick turnaround for us to travel too. So that's another uh, added caveat. The team that's at home always has a little bit of advantage just because even if it's a Thursday game, they they don't have to go anywhere. So. Yeah. Well, thankfully they don't have to go too far in terms of, yeah. at least it's not all the way across the country or something like that. But mm. yeah, I think it's going to be a close one again. I mean, that just seems to be the way it is that you mentioned. The mar- it is the game is played in the margins. So that's kind of how we go. We're looking at these closer games. Um, man, I, I would, I'm leaning towards the Cardinals as well. Um, it's, it'll just be interesting to see how the defense handles, because I don't think the offense will have, uh, shouldn't have problems when it comes to the to the Seattle defense, but the but will the defense be able to take advantage of uh, Russell Wilson and be able to, to improve upon the, the blueprint that they created uh, when they met the first time this season? So that is the one and only Ed Smith. We do this every week. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And so until next time, like we always say around this time, you can be easy out there. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.